0: or go to FailYourWay.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the After Party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways. And not just on Saturday. Well, hey, Anna David here. You are listening or you are about to listen to After Party Pod podcast about addiction, recovery, and all that falls between. I think that's become the tagline. I don't mind it. If you have suggestions for other taglines, I'm open to those as well. It's a work in progress. And it's interesting because I do feel like it has been a work in progress. You know, For better or worse, I jumped into this podcast frame really with no idea what the right way to go about it was. It's actually the way I, I... wrote books too. I, I just um, I, I don't, whatever. I just started doing it. I didn't I, I, I picked it up. I really liked what I was hearing and so I tried to do it and I, I would say I didn't know what I was doing at first and it's possible that I still don't but it, it, it feels of late like it's gotten into a groove where at least I know I'm enjoying myself a lot more during these interviews than I used to where I would sort of be in a constant state of not being in the moment where I would be asking myself, you know, am I talking too much or am I asking the right questions and and I could never feel like I was in a conversation and lately it's just seemed to be these conversations. I've, I think I've relinquished control somewhat and I try to keep those unpleasant reviews out of my head. There was a new one where somebody somebody said that the entire podcast is me going, right, right, which is... Something, that, they're not wrong. Like all criticism, it's, it's not all criticism has a point, but that completely does, and I was conscious of that during this, and I tried not to do it, but when I, I remember, you know, I wrote Tom Sizemore's book, and I remember him telling me that when he talked, I would go, right, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm basically saying keep talking. I'm not going to interrupt you, but I'm not asleep either, so... I get that there are other ways to, to do that, to say that, and just to say nothing is a possibility and just sort of not enthusiastically. But anyway, today's guest is Bennett Yellen. He is somebody that I've known, I think about, I want to say eight or nine years. He is a screenwriter. In fact, he wrote Dumb and Dumber with the Farrelly brothers and the sequel to Dumb and Dumber, which is coming out this November. And he is so fabulous. Uh, He has never failed to make me laugh. And it occurred to me that he would be a great guest for this when, you know, I know him through recovery. And he and my very good friend, who is going to be a guest, a future guest, I haven't asked him yet, but, you know, whatever. I got him to go to Spain with me, so I think I can get him to come on this podcast. We'll see. But my friend John is very close with Bennett. And so we met, and, um, and and John and Bennett used to have a internet radio show. This was almost pre-podcasts. I would say they were ahead of their time, trendsetters. Um, and it was called. It was on something that, that was like a Recovery Network, and they had a show called The Hollywood Pitch. And we're going Bennett and I get into this in this interview, but they would talk about addiction in Hollywood. And, and I used to go on that show, and it was a lot of fun. And so it occurred to me, God, Bennett is open about this stuff. And, and I, you know, I should ask him. And he delightfully said yes. And he was here this morning. And we had, I learned so much about him that I did not know. And um, I got to hear things that I did know said in very clever, funny ways. He's just a naturally happy guy. We can all be envious of that. But he's, he, you know, I'm going to stop talking. And I'm going to tell you that uh, you will very much enjoy Bennett Yellen. So here he is.
1: I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash.
0: Oh, my God. I think my copy has, like, blood
1: stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Party animal, I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as right. I used call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad?
0: Well, I'm about to test it. Okay. And now that we're, yeah. now that we're as they say, live... Yes. I could really, I could really abuse my powers and ask you all sorts of things. By the way,
1: who is they when you're talking about they say that we're live? I need names. Just be specific.
0: No, I say, (laughs) I'm talking about me and my many, many personalities, only some of whom you know.
1: That I get, I get. But
0: it's so good to see you because how long has it been?
1: I hate to think about it. I know. Because it's 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 painful. Yeah. Because it shouldn't be.
0: No, but it's also painful how quickly time passes.
1: That's true as well. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Every every angle is uncomfortable. Let's just drop There's it. Just we pain don't know how. Long, yeah.
0: But my 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 memory of you, my strongest memory of you, is being oh. in some sort of parking lot after maybe seeing a movie or something with John, and just laughing hysterically, and me saying to myself, "I need." To make Bennett mine. Like, he's John's <laughs> right now, but I need him to be in my inner circle. And I don't think I was ever successful. Don't, I, it's not that I've given don't up. Don't tell
1: anyone this? No, yeah. yeah okay. I mean,
0: I'm still, this is all part of it, probably. I
1: always felt the tug of war when we were all together. And it was diff- you could It was tell painful. You know? I know. I ha- Speaking I have, of pain. There, there's a lot of, you know, it was like being in a, in a horrible riptide, you know. And, uh, yes.
0: Like, well, it was like being in a, in a, like, a codependent family
1: right right exactly and I did there was, it was clearly it was a triangular sort of dynamic no, and I didn't don't, know who to...
0: don't don't mock my desires <laughs> so so you and John had a show as we were just talking about called yeah. the Hollywood pitch yes on this thing I was just looking it up last night because yeah. I couldn't remember the details there yeah. was something called the recovery
1: something that right the something recovery network like, it was a
0: it was a it radio station Right.
1: yeah I know although it was on it, it was uh internet-y. ahead it, of its time right it was not you couldn't you couldn't actually go to your radio and listen to it you couldn't go your, and your, tell them a visual phony internet and then <laughs> listen to it yes uh, it was fun we it was a I can't believe that we did it when i think back i can't believe that i showed up like every Wednesday, just about every wednesday to do it. it it blows my mind actually that i was that Regular, uh, I, it was, so I to speak. Was,
0: I was thinking about that with John too. Just that yeah. you guys and that he, he would book all those guests, and it was like he would do research and you would do research. I'm sure. Yeah. No, um, no, no, no. Oh, that was the thing. That he was did the it beauty all. Of it. Yeah. he did it all. Yeah, and I
1: didn't have to do a thing. I just showed up. Yeah. Got, like I was. I wasn't even a second band. I was like, like beneath. I was like like a 12 banana.
0: You got billing like you were a second. That's yeah, the ideal scenario. That's how scenario. desperate they
1: were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was but fun. I was,
0: I was looking up who they were. Yeah. Those are legit people in the There
1: were about 5 legit people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <No>, but like <laughs> there was like doc, Dr. Torrington is this huge uh addiction. Yes. Right. doctor and you know he was yeah. doing it and
1: Yeah, we had and, and we had like Celebrity, some celebrities too, and and um,
0: I was considered a celebrity. I wasn't there for you.
1: I wasn't there for for ours. I think I did it.
0: I did it several times. Did you specifically? I must have. Don't
1: don't get a complex about the fact that I might have not been there. But uh, I don't think I was ever there for yours. Yeah, it would have been a fun one too.
0: They were always fun.
1: Yeah, and John, it was just great because the first of the technician was fantastic. He was, I think, his name was. or, or Kyle, Kyle, right? Okay. start with the K. He was hilarious, so there was a lot of interplay with him. Oh, nice. I just—it was nothing for me. I just shoo- showed up. I just shooed up yeah. and and just tried not to get in the way and I think of something funny or, or rarely insightful to add. I do that. Yeah, I doubt that. Great.
0: So and so, how long are you sober now?
1: What time is it? <laughs> you got
0: a Twelve so plus now.
1: year. Twelve years, March fourth, two thousand and two. So okay. 12, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love, by the way, don't I? Don't mean to interrupt, but I, I will constantly do the metaphoric March Fourth date because I always say uh, I, it's when I marched forth out of out of my slavery into freedom. Isn't that great? <laughs> and and I was.
0: You, that's not why you decided to sober that day. No, it, was it, just, later you it realized. just
1: so happened that it had a lovely poetic twang to it. That's but so uh, nice to yeah.
0: share that every every anniversary.
1: Actually, yeah, pretty fourth? much. Yeah, people are probably sick of hearing about it. I do.
0: Oh, God, here comes that guy. <laughs> He's going to tell you. Better that skip the meeting on March
1: 4th. It's the same thing. Like, like you know, I don't try, I never try and come with something. Yeah. You know, but if, if I'm sharing what it was like, what happened, what yeah. happened it's going to be the same crap. So uh, yeah. when I start by saying, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, raised in Orthodox Jewish, I can, I can hear eyes rolling.
0: Wait, is that true? <laughs> yeah. How could I not have known?
1: I waited for this moment.
0: Oh, my God. So this is like an intervention, but of me finding out <laughs> yes. about your, your ortho- Orthodox you're Judaism.
1: You're intervening to stop me from being Orthodox Jewish. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I always knew I had a calling. Hold on. Let's go yeah. way back.
1: Are we cutting for a commercial? <laughs> no, no commercials on this.
0: No, you know because you know I try to like Google a lot of stuff about people, and yeah. you know you're very, you're yeah, very, I'm very
1: elusive. Well, Not I could find out
0: that you were a Scorpio. That was listed yes, online. That is true. But that's about that's about the most I could get. But
1: you don't even know my birth date.
0: I think it was on IMDb. Is it wrong? Was it?
1: No, IMDb would be accurate.
0: I don't remember it Rarely Because I'm just a, I'm a, What do they call Like you did age your, line
1: You did your research Oh you <laughs> can
0: tell Um <laughs> I mean, it's someone I love and adore, I don't need to research. It's no. about a heart-to-heart connection. You, it's just, not, need, you I just, just need find. to ask, baby. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm going to ask. So you were, yeah. you were born and raised where?
1: Uh, in Los Angeles, California.
0: In the city proper.
1: In the city improperly. Uh-huh. Yes. But uh, what part of the city? Well, I, we were, I was born, we lived in Westchester at the time. Okay. Westchester is that, when you're driving to the airport, there's this like, beige blur. Just oh, before you, and oh. that's Westchester, right by the airport. Okay, yeah. okay. In fact, I used to have piano lessons right by the airport, and then they, re, they literally bought all the houses to expand the airport, but my piano teacher refused, so she was the only house <laughs> to, on an empty lot. And they, they, they literally, we'd have to stop because the house would start shaking. It's like a Woody Allen the house would start shaking We couldn't hear anything because the planes were rerouted over her house.
0: She probably could have made like. She
1: a, probably did by holding out.
0: Oh, lot oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, she could have quit teaching kids piano. You know, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but it's like I won the lottery. I want to go back to the tire factory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, I'm
0: thinking you didn't keep up with your piano teacher, you callous man. I
1: didn't. As soon as she got all that money, yeah. she didn't keep she up with me. You. We called the number, so, nobody answered. So
0: there you are in Westchester, Los Angeles. Yes. Orthodox, Orthodox Jewish Orthodox Jewish Only
1: Orthodox Jews in Westchester That, that we were aware of We belonged to a, a reformed temple Okay Because there wasn't any other option And we'd walk You know Orthodox Jews On the Sabbath you walk You'd walk And yeah. you, don't, you don't There's a lot of restrictions You don't you know, So I didn't go out and play on, on the weekends and, and walk to temple on Friday nights and Saturday and, you know, Wow And how many,
0: how many Yellens were there?
1: There was uh, my parents and my two sisters. I had two older sisters. Two I'm olders. the youngest. Here. Okay, interesting.
0: Yeah. I knew we bonded for some reason. Right Do you up.
1: have are you the youngest? I'm the youngest.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, what a cute a little thing. youngest you were. Did they did, did their sisters did they baby you?
1: They would they would uh get together uh-huh. and completely isolate me. So, so they had that I don't know what this language was, but I'm going to say it it's like what a gee, what a guy. What, they had a special oh, language God. they would what? talk around me. <laughs> then my parents would speak Yiddish because they did because they knew it. And they didn't want us to hear with it. So I was I was kind of I had to do a little creating on my own. But I oh, t- I love my sisters. They, they they were very they were what really sweet. What is
0: that? What a gee? I don't remember. I, I have
1: to ask them. I have to it's ask them It's not Pig uh, Latin. It's not No I don't think They would be speaking It's some It was some weird thing yeah. And they would do it In front of me Like like to piss me off And yeah. I, I could never Figure it out I was like You know Trying to crack the cipher It was like You know Alan Turing I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't Crack the code
0: <laughs> And then your parents Are speaking Yiddish But Yiddish isn't so undis- Indecipherable
1: Wow. no, I mean, Yiddish, I, I call Yiddish German with a sense of humor, because <laughs> German is so, like, it's yeah. so frighteningly guttural, and Yiddish is, like, like hilarious. It's like... Yeah. It's so, like, were
0: they funny? Did you get your humor from these
1: people? No, I... <laughs> I my parents are the sweetest, they, they were the funny. sweetest people, but not particularly funny. I think I... Had I, to be. I think I just start. I just kind of had some... I don't know where it came from in right. my family, but it was just sort of like a... Something that developed. Like a, yeah. like a pearl develops because it's a grid of sand. Yeah. My humor was my grid of sand.
0: Yeah. Wow. You are like a pearl.
1: I've never said, I'm like a... You, you just started... I'm like one of those weird, weirdly shaped ones that they throw in the pile and then give to the I to disagree, the
0: kids. I disagree. So there you are, there you are, Orthodox Jew. Yes. Funny, only funny person in the family, possibly, possibly the sisters are funny. I'm just going to let I me go. I, yeah, no, no, you're and, right, I'm not going to correct you. And there, everyone's speaking in different languages, and here you are... Yeah. And did you? Did you? <laughs>
1: They'll all deny this, by the way. They'll say, "Oh, we talked to you. They did." I yeah, mean, but, but they no. But they were teamed up. My sisters yeah. were teamed. You know, they were. You very can't close. deny
0: that there's two pairs, and right. then there's this other I'm this other adorable yet. boy. Yeah. And did you? Did were you aware of the fact that you were gay? Uh, is that something that came up I, as a kid?
1: It was very uncomfortable that I, I felt I would. I loved Star Trek,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, I felt a tingling. Uh uh-huh. Captain Kerr? yes, specifically, yes, yes. or Spock 2? Captain Kerr. Okay. because and uh, virtually every show, some alien ripped his shirt off in a very dr- perfectly just to the pecs, just just like it was velcroed, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would sit really close and wait for that. And um, Captain Bon Trap.
0: Uh, yeah, I. Mean, yeah. I, 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 I had the. Hots I watched for him. Brady Bunch, but
1: that's a yeah. man, I assume. Right. Yeah. No, no, Mike Brady, no. It was it was no. Neil Brenner, King and I, because he was wearing the pajama pants for the whole movie. Didn't, oh, he didn't, was didn't in, have a top at all in the King and I. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Would, uh, that's those. Are the I would I would relate to them. And I was attracted. You right, didn't know, you what, didn't know, to know what, what
0: that was. You just liked it. No
1: idea what it was. Yeah. But I also knew Charles Nelson Reilly and uh, and Paul Lynde there and Tony Randall. Their sense of humor. Okay. I totally got them. I said, I don't know why I relate to these guys, but I totally get them. So. But you
0: weren't attracted to them.
1: No, not, not, not attracted to
0: and them. And so how did the, So you could tell the difference between I am attracted to this and I am turned on by the humor of this?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, could, oh, oh, very much so. But there's... But there... I didn't understand what it was. I knew I was attracted. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know... I, you know, Rabbi? Why am I feeling this? Right. You know, there's no, especially Captain Von Trapp, right. and also with uh, the uh, I am sixty. Her, her, the guy.
0: Oh, the okay. blonde,
1: the area, the Nazi. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: totally, yeah. Totally, you totally keep inappropriate. To talk Very to talk to him, Rabbi.
1: No. Yeah. Can't really say that to the Rabbi.
0: So what? So you didn't say anything to anybody. No. Okay.
1: And this developed the Bennett, uh, the brilliant Bennett uh, creation of. Smiling, wow. exterior, you don't know what kind of angst is going on behind me. Which right. really, that, that, this was a, a, a life-saving technique of mine that uh, probably extended my years of drinking and drugging. Are you to, doing it now? Because huh?
0: you are smiling a lot.
1: No, now it's just, I've, I've learned to, to, uh, to marry it all and, and be. However, no, there's no question that like, someone's saying something and I'm annoyed, I will smile, and, and you won't know it. But oh, okay. That, that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. in this interview. Give me time. <laughs> I, I I am giving you time.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: but that became a lot... Li- seriously, that, yeah. that saved me because I had a lot of a ang- lot of anxiety mm-hmm. about how I was feeling. A lot of, a lot of voices. Boy, there were choruses of choruses in my head. You know, and and, and because I was worried, I something told me this this attraction to to men of my gender was. <laughs> was not something that everyone, all the other guys at school, all the other kids at school were, were doing. Yes. So I had to keep it a secret. So, so that was scary because I had, I, everything I did, I evaluated from all different angles. How will that look? Of course. It was very exhausting. It was exhausting yeah. being me. I know, you know? I know. know, a lot of energy wasted on all that. You know? So
0: there you are, this little, this little boy developing into a man. Can't tell anyone anything. When did you start drinking?
1: At three, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you needed. Like, I did. I,
0: that's, I, I find that annoying when people are a, like, "I needed a drink." I needed a drink at right, six. Yeah. It's
1: uh, like, right, really? You know. I mean, um, I didn't start drinking until I lived at home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Through high school, through college, through I lived at home college. through college because I went to UCLA, and UCLA was just we had moved to Beverly. My dad said as, around the time of my bar mitzvah. We need to be some place where, where, where there are more Jews, there are more, okay. more Orthodox Jews. So we moved to Beverly Hills, which okay. was out of the frying pan into the fire because right. the level of orthodoxy in Beverly Hills was like serious, yeah. serious Jew, and I was just sort of like you know I was just Orthodox by you know birthright. So,
0: so you were Orthodox, like your whole family or just you?
1: Uh, the whole family.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, but but then I felt like my, the one thing that I thought was the, uh, kind of a cool thing about me, like you know I kosher, bringing my lunch to school, yeah. and all that stuff, and, oh, but that's the Orthodox Jew, I thought, no. yeah, once I got to Beverly Hills, that was, I, I'm, like, the least Orthodox Jew, so you
0: liked being, you actually liked being, I,
1: I, I, I'm sure. right. I liked that special part of it, right, so, because
0: nobody teased you or anything for it,
1: no, there was one house where they, when we were walking to, to Temple on Saturday, they'd yell, Kai, Kai, yeah, <laughs> It's maybe it was kite. Incredible. I, don't know, you know, Maybe the kids were going to play with it. Yeah I, And
0: you guys are just paranoid. I know
1: because we are.
0: I mean, for good reason.: well, You were telling me that you used to put towels up to block the sunlight, and I'm assuming that, you know that
1: was toward the end. Yeah, yeah yes, well, toward the end, it's always my, in you. Right. Just um, because you wanted to, I wanted to block out what was the reality yeah. that I knew I was not a part of, and that I was taking a vacation from, and that was not a great, not a healthy way for me to be splitting my myself down the middle, you know. Okay, oh, but we got we'll to go back. That was, oh. such, a, that was such a flash forward. This was like forward, a, fl- a, a, a totally flash forward in a movie. This is like, you know, Scorsese cutting. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, so you then are in <laughs> Beverly Hills <laughs> and then you go to UCLA and you live at home. I lived
1: at home because UCLA is so close, yeah.
0: Did you like living at home or you...
1: I didn't even think about it. It right. was just the it was the thing to do and i and i again i i, I love my family yeah know? and we all got along great so it was not a, it was not an uncomfortable place but you know but there was still the issue of my sexuality which yeah. i didn't know how to, how i was supposed to explore it. i'm living at home and i was i was doing it in, in in sort of uh like going out and exploring it in dark places at night you know what does that mean that means, like, like in, in, in uh, do we really, that uh, means, like, like not Houses? the most, uh, well, I hadn't reached that point yet, okay. uh, but, like, in, uh, not the most legitimate ways to be exploring yeah. romance, you know? right, like, right, like right. you know, alleys, and uh, where, where, where gay sex reared its ugly. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> like, I, yeah.
0: I don't know about this, because I don't know that much about gay sex, so, yes. so you're in college, mm. and how does one find an alley in which to, uh, you know, experience gay sex?
1: You you learn you you learn you go to the bars you learn usually the alleys are around the bars yeah T- tend to be right behind them and right convenient there was like a three block right right there's a place called Circus of Books on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard okay Bola, okay I was picturing
0: you in Westwood okay but now we're yeah. in West Hollywood
1: no, right we're in, we're in West we're in West Hollywood yeah. where most of the gay stuff was yeah and behind Circus of Books there were three blocks
0: oh there still of, are. open
1: well they c- kind of closed the oh, alleys okay. in a way. And uh, I mean, when I say that the line of cars was like a motorcade in a, in a like a, an astronaut's parade in New York, that's how many cars there were on, on a Saturday night. That's and that's how slowly. That's what that neighborhood was like. We know it.
0: So the cars are parked.
1: They're moving because oh. they're cruising. The yeah. guys who are walking around.
0: Okay, and then the guys. And, they get the you'd they get meet the car. Someone, right, yeah. and
1: you'd get in the car and you'd either go off or you'd go and park somewhere. And that that's where I had hi, mom. <laughs> that's where I had my first right. adult sexual experience. Where I walked. I met somebody. We walked down into the, the uh, parking garage and went into the gardener's shack. Oh my god! Yes.
0: I mean that's kind of hot. As result, that's much I, better I, than I, a you car. You think it's
1: hot, but I'm going to tell yeah. you this: I was terrified. Yeah. And the, and the template of my first sexual experience with an adult was terror.
0: Really? Which was not did, great. Th- did he know what was going on more than you did?
1: No, I don't think so. I think he was You're... just, he was just tay and, and... Right, but, but... he
0: had ha- had the experience before? Yeah, you seem like a veteran, yes. In the he okay. had all these
1: medals that... Uh, <laughs> <that's,
0: laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes we speak during sexual experiences and someone will go, this is my first time and someone else will say yeah, mine too.
1: This was uh, way more curt, more curt than that. Okay, and, yeah, there is... Right, it wasn't about conversation right, at right, all. Right, right, And it was... And it, it, as the template it was fear and that that sort of became uh, commensurate with my sexual experiences for a long time until right. I learned that it's about relaxing and making connection and and, and, and letting go getting rid of the fear like, right. Fear was a part of the whole thing which is why things like drinking Help. and drugging yeah. took away that element when I which is what was so appealing about liquor and so appealing about drugs
0: so do you think that that is one of the reasons you were drawn to alcohol and drugs, or do you think you were drawn to it anyway?
1: I think I was because I, I wasn't drawn to it. I was mm. very—I was—I grew up. I was very kind of philistine. I was like, oh, drugs and alcohol. It's so—it's so anti-establishment. How it would just—you know—get a, grow your hair out long, get a, a, a guitar, and sing a song.
0: So you were like sixty-five as a teenager. Exactly. Like, oh,
1: never do that. Yeah. Never do that crap. Uh, yeah. Huh. very funny. So. And then uh, what happened? Then I went to graduate school.
0: Oh, so you were an innocent drinking wise and stuff in college? Oh yeah, no,
1: I didn't drink I didn't drink in college.
0: You just had sex and garnership.
1: I just had I, I just had sex and gardenership, which is, you know, I mean, they're kind of the same. Pretty much. Right. Except uh, A drink probably lasts longer. A little
0: bit, and more people can relate. So, and you get
1: peanuts with a drink. (laughs) So
0: you you go to graduate school. Also, at
1: UCLA. No, I went to uh, University of Massachusetts in Amherst, all the way to Amherst. Okay. Now I'm out of the nest. I'm away from home. I look around. I go, oh, maybe it's time to try things that I've never done before. Right. So, first weekend of graduate school, there uh, I in one night I. Smoked pot Got drunk And play, learned how to play poker All the same night <laughs> I say that because Anyone who learns that, the, the night you learn How to play poker You, you take the, the, the pot You are the best poker player It's just a luck thing Oh And that's you're never that you good again to, Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that night So uh, I've never
0: learned I'm excited for
1: the that night, Oh god Just bet crazy that okay. The first night you play Bet crazy You're going to do great
0: So you what, First fun. of all What were you studying In graduate
1: school? That's a very good question Yeah uh, I got it I can't believe That they let me Do this back then I got at UCLA A BA in fiction and writing
0: No I got that I, I mean did. creative writing They called it
1: Right creative writing And then I, got, I went For an MFA In yeah, fiction That's
0: okay You uh, could still yeah. do that today
1: You can still do that Not, at, not as, in as many places But yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then what are you Going to do with that yeah, Exactly like, I, I thought I was Going to be a teacher I thought I'd just Teach writing I thought I was Going to be a good teacher
0: Really you would have been I never wanted To be a teacher Yeah. Ironically I'm teaching Right now
1: See, see, we 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 don't know. Boy, we get side swiped <laughs> by the things we we want least. <laughs> so
0: okay, so there you are. You're getting an MFA in fiction, thinking you're going to be a teacher, and yes. you're, you're you have a great poker night.
1: I have a great poker night first weekend, and uh, and I I still remember taking that. Dr- I remember when when the, the drink hit and the pot hit, and this feeling that first of all, the uh, the whole chorus gone in yeah. my head, yeah, and there was this incredibly restful silence, like snow falling. <laughs> and, Did you know that you, know, you had a
0: chorus in your head? I mean, that yes. was something oh, I'm I realized. I was very
1: aware of Really? It. Yes, because I was aware before I answered, I think, what if I say this, what if I say that, what if I look this way, you know, everything yeah. was subjected to multiple questions, which needed quick answers, like, like a lot of computing. Super. Yeah. I won't say I was smart, but my, my okay. calculator head was taxed.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And so then suddenly you're very conscious of the fact that that's what drinking did and pot did for
1: you. The silence of it. And I'd like to say that I felt like I had been released from the prison of my head. Right. You know. Um,
0: and so then did you just kept doing it all the time? Oh, it
1: was it was on. It yeah. Was on. It was, this was my, this was my graduate degree, was was drinking and just trying everything. And then you're know, in a graduate program, everybody drinks, everyone yeah. does drugs. So I was... I was completely unsupervised. I'm right. not living at home. I don't have to answer to anybody. And I was having a blast trying everything. Everything. <laughs> and then all that purist, puritanical attitude about, you know, drug went to the wayside. Suddenly, I, I you know, it was like, like I, I get William Faulkner. I all the drunk uh You know, right. Hemingway. I get it. I get it. I understand. It, it gave them a new perspective, and that allowed them to write. And Cheech and Chong was funny. Yeah. Whereas I thought they were just... T- just the crappiest stupidest crap before it but now they're hilarious like, I would roar at Chase and John movies
0: so okay. I still do actually and I, and I'm I never sober. got into that so so what was your sort of substance of choice
1: there in graduate school it was liquor uh, okay. I wasn't crazy about marijuana only because it made me a bit paranoid it's yeah like, well, you know, and, I, and, I, and like like some people love it and they, like, they relax and it made me a little paranoid but so I like, I tended to like the more upper, the more upper, th- the more upper th- like mushrooms and, mm-hmm. and things. Like, the, the more, the, the stronger stuff and the more up stuff rather than the down. But which is strange because I, what I liked about liquor was the, the downness of it. I yeah. liked that. I just liked that fuzzy, the fuzzy feeling. And by the way, I was never a, oh, this is a delicious drink drinker. Mm-hmm. I was a Diamond Lane line up 3 so i can get there as fast as possible. Right. That, yeah, that right. was me. Right.
0: Do you think of yourself as a like a person who is pepped up and needs relaxing or a person who is relaxed and needs pepping up? Um or neither. I'm
1: going to I'm going to go with D. No, I'm going to go I'm going to go with C. Alex, um I I, I don't I, do, do you mean now or back then? In general,
0: then? in general.
1: I can Depending on the situation, I can I can rise to the peppiness.
0: Uh, I think of you as peppy.
1: Right, you think of me as peppy and I, you know what in general I am mm-hmm. and when people see me they're like you're always so happy. I get that a lot. You're always so happy. But the reality is I am happy. Right. That's the I mean there's there's no there's no falseness right. to it. I genuinely am happy. I and the day I got sober, I was happy. I was scared because I didn't know how I was going to what, what I was going to do. What life is going to be like but that was the beginning of i, I I'm, I'm they talk about a pink cloud seriously I, I I'm such a I'm still on a pink cloud it's never gone because when I wake up in the morning and I'm, and I realize that I'm sober it's I said everything else today is frosting because that is so astonishing that, that I get to be alive and sober and that's the truth it's a, and then of course life gets in the way during the day and, and I'll be annoyed by you know, I'll get a splinter uh, you know and that'll annoy me but when I go to sleep, I, I I I pray twice a day, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I go to sleep, I just say that I, I I have such gratitude. Gra- I'm very grateful. I'm a hugely grateful person. Jesus, you
0: I might can't. be the happiest person <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I it was really I was like uh, there was a, I was like in an octopus's arms and going down and a rip top, really it's amazing do
0: you think you have an abnormal amount of serotonin running through your veins it's funny
1: because you know the the, the particular drugs that i was drawn to yeah uh, are, are serotonin they affect serotonin uptake yeah, upt- yeah. they yeah. are as they call it i love it inhibitors yes syndrome. yes yes um and I—if uh, this is me, you know, oh, with Jesus. inhibited serotonin. So, but God. yet,
0: ironically, yeah. okay, you were not because here is also what's interesting is I don't talk to many people who are who say I got along with my family great. I love them so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, look, you actually come from a family that sounds quite functional and quite happy.
1: It is. I mean, I mean, there, there's just there's. But there's it's not. dynamics that I, I wouldn't call it dysfunction, but but you know there's, there's all that. And by the way, all this did impact my relationship with my family. I, I got more and more remote from them because my, my biggest fear, my biggest fear when I started to realize I might have a problem or maybe I'm drinking too much and drugging too much. My biggest fear was that my family would find out. Mm-hmm. Biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Because the twistedness of the disease led me to think they would somehow reject me when in fact my family would pick me up and say what how can we help you what Mm -hmm. can we do to help but in my mind it's like they find out they're going to reject me which is crazy
0: and none of them ever had like where is alcoholism in your family
1: there there I, i there 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 is yeah some element of it Although I probably want to be discreet and not not oh, go into it, oh, but, interesting. Okay,
0: but um, e- because yeah. even people I know who don't have it in their family, you know, there's some alcohol, right? In you some you can
1: always find it somewhere. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know where. I, I literally don't know if it's genetic. It, it's it wasn't within necessarily my immediate family yeah. that I that I'm aware of. Yeah, and and I don't think my parents have ever because neither of my parents drank. I mean, they just didn't drink. But uh, yeah, um, so I don't know, but. Uh, but there were interesting dynamics uh-huh, and, and, uh-huh. you know uh, but
0: at the sense I get overall yeah. is that it that, that, that you know you feel very loved by them oh gosh and, you know and they're that
1: we're very uh, J- Jewish families tend to be uh, tight Orthodox Jewish families tend to be really tight uh-huh. to the point of smothering <laughs> yeah, yeah and I mean I'm, I'm making fun of that but my yeah. family was not smothering my, my family was really it's a great family it's really we're, we're very
0: Can I come to a Sunday dinner? I mean,
1: that's how great they sound. Yeah, no, they are good. My dad's passed, but you can, uh, we'll put his picture up. Yeah, I'll
0: still come. (laughs) Or
1: we'll bring someone who will tell you about him.
0: Um, So you then, um, in graduate school, (laughs) did you start doing math then?
1: No, I didn't do math until I graduated mm-hmm. and came back to L.A.
0: Okay, so here uh, you come back to L.A. Come back to L.A. and
1: not only come back to L.A., but I've got this career, this amazing career handed to me by Be- the universe.
0: Because you started working for the Farrelly brothers there?
1: I met Peter Farrelly first day of hey. graduate school. Hey. Where he became
0: friends. Because he was in the program, in the graduate program? He was, the yes, program?
1: he was in my program, yeah. Uh, first day, first class. In fact, here's how he met. Because it's a cute little story. The teacher... I'm not going to say his name because uh, he's still alive, but uh, he he's was
0: obviously a listener. Go on. He,
1: uh, he <laughs> was a, a novelist, and uh, he was a little hefty, a little heavy set. Mm-hmm. And the assignment for the first day was supposed to bring in the first page of your short story, and we were going to read the first page out loud, and then we would see what we could, what assumptions we can make about the rest of the story from that first page. And uh, I remember Peter was sitting across from me. I didn't know anybody. I'm. I'm out of the nest, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more in, a, in, a, in, an un, in an awkward social situation for me. Uh, and the teacher, somebody read their first page, and the teacher said, "I like this first page. Very, this is exactly what he sounded like. Too. He, I hope to gosh he's never hears so that. I like this first page very much, but and I have one very big butt." And uh, and Peter and I were looking at each other when he said, "They were like, <laughs> we just started, like, and you're like, oh, what? What? Like, nothing, nothing." And right after class, I went up to him and I said, Big
0: body out a big body."
1: I know, we shook hands when we met. I love
0: literally, that. Literally, right in that class. I love that story. So, and where was Bobby Farrelly?
1: Bobby came in later. Bobby was, was going to uh, uh, Brown. Is Brown in Providence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, he was going to Brown. And uh, he was a business major. I mean, he was going to, he was, in fact, we went to his graduation. Oh, oh okay, cool. Let's go, go, go back to Peter for a yeah. second because that will lead to Bobby. So, Peter and I were... Uh, great friends and we decided that because of our our rather bizarre twisted sense of humor we should write something together write a movie together no re- I mean I had no connection to film and right no no and he one.
0: didn't either no he
1: grew up in Providence and, and uh not Providence but he grew up in Rhode Island um, the story
0: I always heard about the Fairley brothers is they sold meat by the side of the road is that true
1: I have never heard that story. Yeah.
0: I remember, but that's a that. good one. I think yeah. that, didn't they
1: say that about me? No, I don't know. I've I never heard me. that. No, yeah.
0: um, the story about a, West Hollywood, right? Yeah,
1: but I, I bought meat by the side. Of the road. Okay, I so, never paid anyhow. Okay, but,
0: good to know.
1: Uh, so we, so Peter, at one point, Peter needed to get a TA to stay, in, and he needed they needed to stay in the program because it was expensive. He needed a TA to to, to help support, and they didn't give it to him. They had some... They, I don't know what they had against Peter, but uh, it, it pissed me off. And so he went and got into Columbia mm-hmm. and so and, and ended up being the star of the Columbia program, won the Peter Benchley Award that year and everything. I mean, they loved him in Columbia. So now he's in New York, and we had started writing the script while he was living in, in Amherst. Uh, so I would go to New York weekends, he'd come to Amherst, and we wrote this ridiculous comedy together. Uh, it, was, it was called Dust to Dust. It was about... Two idiots who—it had nothing to do with Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Two idiots who get involved with a funeral home that's that's an undercover for uh, the the mob and they're selling cocaine and all this stuff. And uh, now, what do we do with this script? Mm-hmm. So we're coming to the end. I'm coming to the end of my Program. my pro. Right, it's 1985. Right, and uh, and I, we were coming home. I was coming home for the holidays, and then there'd be just like one or two months, and then and then we're we're done. And so Peter. Peter, okay, so we're, we're covering two coasts now. On, mm-hmm. on the East Coast, Peter had a date with this girl. And uh, she said, and he was telling her that he'd written a script. And she said, "Yeah, oh, you know what, my, my, Eddie Murphy just moved in next door to my parents in Alpine, New Jersey. And he said, really, do you ever see him? She said, yeah, I saw him, like, coming out to get his paper the other day. And he said, yeah, take our script. And he, and he gave her oh, our congrats. script. He said, have you ever seen him? like a week or two later she called and said he was washing his car so I came over (laughs) I gave him your script okay that was like that was probably in like October of uh, 1985 meanwhile I go home for Christmas uh, the uh, the Hanukkah Hanukkah. right Hanukkah yeah see how see uh, several years out of of my Orthodox home I'm already forgetting what the holiday is and my sister Freda It was a big folk dancer. She loved to go Israeli dancing and folk dancing. And she knew David Zucker. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, Freddie, would you ask David Zucker if he'd read our script? And she asked him. He said, sure, I'll take a look at it. And so we we gave him our script. Didn't hear anything more from anybody else. Mm -hmm. Graduate school is over. It's finished. I'm about to leave Amherst. I go on one trip. I I send myself on a trip to... uh, Cancun. I meet some friends in Cancun. I go to Cancun and have a great time. Come back. Now I have like two days before I'm, I'm moving back to L.A. I get Montezuma's revenge. There's no reason for this detail. Right. Except to tell you that I grabbed, I, I ran into my apartment because I knew this was an accident in progress. Yeah. It was three in the morning. Yeah. Grabbed my mail and sat on the toilet for like. Okay,
0: a, okay, 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 got it.
1: Half an hour going through my mail. Yeah. Right. And there's this letter from my dad. And, and I go, what the heck? As I open it up, and inside is the LA Times. Like he literally had, had bro- Put the torn the guy. Yeah. And he said, "Call me when you read this." He says, "Is this your script?" What? And this is the letter. This is how the article opened. This is after Eddie Murphy had done Beverly Hills Cop, and he was the hottest hottest. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy was looking out the, the window of his Alpine, New Jersey home when he saw something that made his heart sink. It was a neighbor coming across the script, coming across the street with a script in his hand. The neighbor gave the script to Murphy, gave the script called Dust to Dust to Murphy. and now, So here's what happened. Murphy had read it, loved it, okay. lost it, tr- tr- sort of tried to remember our names. They checked all over town, couldn't find anyone with our names, and they planted this article to get us to call in. Yeah.
0: Why didn't he ask the neighbor, the girl...
1: She, I mean I don't know Oh because she went Oh because she, she moved knew. to She moved to Europe We didn't have any Yeah f- Probably about three years ago She finally got in touch With Peter After all After yeah. all these years After
0: making his career
1: After making his career Right um, And in the meantime David Zucker contacted Freyda and said We want we love the script. Oh, we nothing. want your brother and his friend to write a movie for us.
0: That's so crazy. That's
1: how, so that's, when I moved back to L.A., Peter moved out with me. Yeah. And, and we, we lived together in Santa Monica. And uh, and we started writing a, a movie for Eddie Murphy and a movie for the Zucker Brothers. And wow. that's how we started. Yeah.
0: So what, and what happened with those movies?
1: Nothing. As, as typical. As typical. happens, yeah. The, the thing we wrote for Eddie Murphy, he wanted to direct it. Uh, and it was there was no part it was about teenagers who are like like um Robin Hoods. it was called young Roberts and uh he wanted to direct it they did. they of course all they wanted him to do was star in movies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they kept pushing it away you know yeah. and, and uh, he would say, oh, I want to direct this and you know we, we developed it a bit more with him and, and uh, but nothing happened with that and then with the Zuckers, it was that was for disney and, and it just fell through it was called uh, oh, it was a prison comedy. I think it was untitled prison comedy. But mm-hmm. we worked with them. We they, they asked us. We read Ruthless People and, and threw a few jokes into that. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. And and then we just we did a couple of TV pilots with them. We co-wrote some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's one thing that was... Now it's uh, it's almost you know, prescient that we did it then. It's called Our Planet Tonight. And it was a parody of news information shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, but, okay. And so then...
1: And then... oh. Oh, going because I know you want to get back, get to Bobby somehow. I
0: do want to get to Bobby, but yeah. I also I remember when I first moved to LA, reading Peter Farrelly's novel. Yes, that was about. I still remember which outside
1: it. Providence or the comedy writer.
0: The comedy writer. Yes,
1: comedy writer is like. There's so much in that that's that's reality. I yeah. would
0: bet all, but the thing I really remember was that he had a friend who was a struggling actor, and he was the struggling writer. I guess. And that, and that the friend always complained that there was nothing for a struggling actor to do, that at least the struggling writer had stuff to do because right. he you could can write. write yeah. I remember a hot tub. That's all I remember about the entire thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That book was funny because, uh, in fact, his first book, Outside Providence, which he was writing when we were in graduate school, he read it to me on, he, it was it was handwritten. He yeah. He read me the, the pads. I remember the night he read it to me at my, my place, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's so exciting to get the the behind-the-scenes. So
0: exciting!
1: Um, Yeah, and then Bobby. So, so Bobby. At a certain point, we started letting Bobby read our scripts because he would always have great notes and really funny input. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, we were writing. I mean, mean, Peter and I were writing together for years, and then we were writing for. uh, We were going to do Dragnet Two sequel to Dragnet uh, at -hmm. Universal. And we said, let's have Bobby write it with us. You know, can we? Can he join us? And I said, absolutely. He's been great. And that's when he. I, I don't think it's unbelievable that we did this because we didn't do it in any kosher way. After we had written it, we said, Bobby wrote it with us, and he's going to be. He's part of our team now. And, and they write,
0: would never let that fly today. Never.
1: No. Yeah. And our poor agent. Our first agent is now the head of creative art our first agent was richard lovett oh wow yeah and uh and and uh, we just we drove richard crazy yeah. we drove him crazy right like, like he had a birthday and peter and i said let's go get a blow-up doll and fill it with helium that'll be his, his birthday <laughs> his, his birthday balloon uh we thought it would float well helium will not make i guess the vinyl of a blow-up doll is a little thicker than you Should she's, got, she's got a thicker skin than we thought so she was just sort of limply posed. <laughs> he didn't so, enjoy so he, the game. I don't think he thought... I think, the, I think it was a little too over-the-top for that staid environment. But yes. I remember we, we we brought her up on... like Pete had her on his neck in the <laughs> elevator. This <laughs> is <laughs> so when they were... Uh, they weren't in Century City. No, they were. They were in a bit... Not the place where they are in Century City. Yeah, were, they were a in, different you know, place yeah, in Century before City. Before they time. moved to, like, Wilshire.
0: Yeah, so...
1: So Bobby joined us, and from that point on, he was he was he wrote with us. And then the reason I left, yeah, the reason I left the partnership was I was crazy out of my mind on drugs.
0: Okay, this is drugs. interesting. Yes, now
1: we can see how it all
0: because I do comes know about. that it was the Farrelly Brothers and not yes. Yellen Farrelly and Farrelly. It was Farrelly when and I Yellen. first heard of them. Yeah, right.
1: it was Farrelly and Yellen, and then uh, and we wrote Dumb and Dumber for uh, Universal. Okay. Uh, we wrote it for Universal, and then they didn't want it. They, they kind of... A deal changed, and the producer of it sort of fell through the cracks and everything. So nothing happened with it. And, we, and so at like about a year later, Pete... We, and I was gone. At this point, I was gone. I had left L.A. I, I got involved with a crazy, crazy person. Okay. And was uh, involved with him for like three, four, almost five years. And where did you go? I moved to Cape Cod okay. with him... This is the nature of how crazy he is, was and I was. He was actually seeing somebody else as well mm-hmm. there in Cape Cod. And he told the person that uh, at Cape Cod, my friend is going to come visit. And he's going to bring all my furniture out from L.A. But I thought I was moving out there to be with him. Right. And when I got there, we were staying with his friend who thought oh, I was his with the you know, we misunderstanding with the guy he was dating who right. thought I was just a friend and the the guy we we started talking I said wait you're dating him I'm dating him too yeah oh, that was but I brought all his furniture out thank goodness because I thought we were moving out
0: and so then what happened once you all put it together
1: he blew his top uh, he blew
0: his top he got angry at me yeah.
1: Uh, he tried to... The best way to put this is, is in, in not being delicate. He did try to kill me. He was literally choking me. Oh, God. Uh, I was blacking out, and I, I got him off me, and that was the end. of uh, We broke up. Yeah. Basically, that, <laughs> led, that led to a breakup. I'm
0: just glad it did, <laughs> Oh, but, my goodness. And so... Sorry. Okay. I need water for I this know, that of After story. something like that, that's dramatic. I felt like I was being choked to need to drink because, some but, water. Like so, broken, okay, and so... And so you, but five years away—that—that that doesn't sound like five years. That sounds like a very, that sounds like a month. Was that? Did it take five years for that to happen in Cape Cod? Uh,
1: we were off and on. Okay, it, no, got it, it. no, it, it was a month. Yeah, it was literally a month in Cape Cod where, where, where it finally came to a head where we realized that that we. I, the, and by the way, the guy who we was dating, and I are very good for we're like best friends now. Wow. Yeah.
0: What happened to the crazy? We have no idea. Yeah.
1: My my, there's only there's only two things that make sense because of the way he operated and, yeah. and his his lifestyle. He's either dead. incarcerated or dead. Yeah, it's one of the two. There's no other. There's, he cannot possibly be just like teaching kindergarten somewhere. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not, Let's not, hope not. No.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so so you have left this thriving. I career. left this
1: thri- I left this thriving career. Yes, and I was crazy and and talk about. I mean, trying to hold things together. This guy, the the who I was dating, we would have these knockdown, dragout, screaming fights, and then at eleven o'clock, Peter and Bobby would show up and we'd be right. You know, I mean, this is where the right. exterior Bennett does not represent interior Bennett. Right. And and you know, uh, they they apparently they didn't know what was going on. I mean, Peter said that all, he sensed an angst, but he thought that was just because he knew that I was he knew I was gay although I hadn't quite come out Mm -hmm. Uh, and he kind of knew that that this guy was probably my boyfriend and he thought that because I was gay and Jewish that I was just going through angst that way he didn't realize that it was drug related
0: right so when did you start doing the meth in a serious way
1: I started doing the meth in a serious way, like at first it was not in a serious, but it was like <laughs> in a fun way, no, But it's mean, true. Not... I I met I met this guy who I dated. I, uh... I bought it from him. It wasn't the, it was probably the third time I'd done some, or maybe right. even the second. But I bought some from him, and then uh, would and he was seeing somebody else. But we like, would meet at, at uh, in you know in decent places and and get drugs and so I started that. So you
0: know. PSA, don't don't start dating your drug dealer.
1: No, it's not as convenient as you think it's going yeah. to be. No, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a price you pay besides not paying any price. You know, I mean, I mean it, <laughs> it comes That's a motto. Out. If yeah. only it was,
0: right. if only we needed to create an ad for this. Exactly. Well, maybe we will. Well, maybe we will. Let's
1: hold on to that. Yeah. Possible. Let's not toss that one away. No,
0: no. So, so you go to buy meth only the second or third time you've done it. That's yes. how much you liked it.
1: Yes, I, I liked it but 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 uh, uh, what what's what seems kind of tip, sort of typical for Matthews is you it's it's recreational at first and you think you can control right. the intake and I only did it like on the week cuz it was a big it was never it, it required uh recovery time too. Yeah. I mean it was not like a something that wore off. It, no, I, for me it's it, it hours. And, you know we're talking hours and hours and hours like 12 even more hours and so I'd have to do it on the weekend and have that time to recover and I like mm-hmm. wouldn't sleep at all. I couldn't sleep. So, yeah, but then as I started to realize I was doing it more, you know, and I had friends who were doing it too, but we'd do it at the same pace. And then I I'd started to started to sense, it, oh, slowly, I mean, a thick kind of dull realization that, that maybe I'm doing this a little more. Yeah. I kind of like like it's like two trains that, yeah. that and you don't feel you're you're doing anything wrong until the until you're pulling ahead and leaving everyone behind that, yeah. that's what that's kind of what it felt like uh
0: and you were doing it on your own i would imagine by that point i
1: was doing it on my own but, yeah. but always there, there was it was always with a sexual element mm-hmm. combined it was always to meet to to for sex but but when what really was beneath all that was? It was always to connect, to mm-hmm. connect to somebody, and, mm-hmm. and to, it's just so. It's, it, there's a such a, a sadness about the idea that I, it was kind of like I was I was wrapped in bubble wrap with, and wanted to connect with mm-hmm. someone else who was wrapped in bubble wrap. You know, beneath it, that's what I wanted was a connection with another human being. That I, that there was no way you could get it. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could get it with with this kind of behavior and this kind of you know false artificial energy and you know.
0: Well and plus those drugs sort of especially meth you know make you may want a connection but meth will sexualize that
1: Oh, oh yes it was always like, like right and, and, and by the way there was always the paranoia of it too so I wanted to isolate I wanted to just be with somebody and be Indoors somewhere, yep. and not have to go out, not have to, to get gas or get food, or well, you didn't. Need, I didn't need to worry about food or cause, gas. Because Or gas, <laughs> where am I going to go? But I, but I was I was very much. I'm always a paranoid drug user. Yes, yep. me too. Never relaxed. Like I could be out and go. Nobody knows. I, when I, the moment I opened that door, I'm like everybody knows. Everybody yeah. knows. You know. Yeah. I reached the point where I was so terrified to walk from my door to the car, which was about 25, 25 feet, that I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> like I thought my,
1: my landlord who lived behind me, I thought he's going to see me. And the paranoia was... That's where the towels came that. up.
0: I remember those <laughs> days. But I yeah, I was convinced that, that I was getting evicted all the time. Did you have that?
1: No. I, I, no, I, I didn't think I was getting convicted. <laughs> convicted and even <laughs> I, I didn't think I was getting evicted. But if I had a guest, mm-hmm. I was so self-conscious about someone coming in like like someone coming in to my place like like when I when someone was there when I'm when I'm high and with somebody else that I'd be constantly like like straining to listen I'd be like stop making stop talking because I I have to listen really carefully to To
0: nothing I wouldn't
1: say that but that's what I'm thinking like quiet stop breathing so heavily I can't tell (laughs) if there's someone at the door with the key because I had like like an ex had the key you know and I thought someone's coming over and they'll I'll be discovered Discuss. So
0: and and would you do those like meth projects where you would take apart things? No, absolutely mat-giving? not. Okay. I,
1: I was a lazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was more, it was all about meeting somebody. It was, right. Not a project person at all. Okay. I couldn't couldn't concentrate. I wasn't. I didn't write on it. Right. No. It wasn't it wasn't at all helpful for me to focus in that way.
0: And so you know? were Pete was Peter going? Hey, Bennett, where are you?
1: At a certain point, they did. I did have a sort of an intervention with Peter and Bobby saying, look we 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 know you're what happens with me is when people would 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 say, we think we know what's up, I would like say you're right, you're okay. right and and so, but but i'm I'm okay it's but it's gonna be okay like like I can handle it. so so i don't I don't think that he knew it was the drug so much, but it was more of an intervention about this crazy boyfriend he's crazy, he's not good for you we 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 checked up on all... You know, he talked about his family. We checked up on the history. It's all baloney. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be mm-hmm. me away from him. I'd say, I, am, I will be. And I'd break up with the guy for a month or two. And mm-hmm. then, then we get back together again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, getting back together again, we decided to move... You know, do the, the, the classic... Uh, what's it called when you move away? Geographic. The classic geographic. If we just move together, someplace else, everything would yeah. be fine. Classic.
0: So, and so then...
1: So that was what they were more aware of, the angst related to the, the relationship and not to the, the drug-fueled Yeah. Ch- fueled reason why that, that was part of what was going on.
0: And probably you were the same. You didn't realize that it was drug. The, the drugs I, were the problem. I...
1: I uh, or you did. I wouldn't say that I... Uh, it was all it was a big it was a cloud that was I was unable to differentiate the elements of the cloud but, but right. I knew that drugs were a part of it and know? so
0: so we talked about that serotonin running through your veins yeah were you depressed during oh, this period oh horrible depression okay
1: and I, and I was going to uh, a psychiatrist who prescribed I was taking uh, you know uh, antidepressants during this time mm-hmm. I, at a certain point I started seeing a therapist and I, by the way I was in a relationship... No, this is this was... Po- after the crazy guy, when, after he tried to kill me, I, I got in my car and drove. I kept driving. I was completely compassless. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, and I kept saying... This was, it, by the way, that was January 4th, 1993? Wow. Or, yeah, 92 uh, or 93? 93. And uh, I said, I'm going to keep driving until... I hit somewhere where the temperature is over 60 degrees. Okay. Yeah, and that was Florida. Okay, he drove that direction. And my my best friend's mother lived in Florida, so I I stayed with her for a few weeks. And during the course of that time, I met somebody Mm -hmm. and moved in with him. And we were together for years. And while we were together, we moved back to L.A. Mm -hmm. Because Dumb and Dumber, the movie got picked up to be made.
0: And that was a script you had written with,
1: the ther- with right. the of that. We, we both of them. Right. All three of us have written it together at mm-hmm. Universal. And then, uh, and then Peter and Bobby took, said, let's try and see if we can get this movie made. We went around town. Everyone rejected it ten times, mm-hmm. except for uh, Motion Picture Corporation, mm-hmm. a little tiny you know, uh, independent company. And New Line, was in, once somebody else was interested, New Line became interested too, so they, they, right. they signed on. So as that was going to go into production. And that, decided, was the first movie of, that, was that was the first movie that was made of yours. Uh, right. I mean, we'd written, we'd done rewrites on movies that had, some movies that had been made. We'd done television stuff. And then we'd written piles of scripts. Back then, uh, you, you would open your mouth and development money would just flitter into it. It, yeah. it was unbelievable the millions that studios would spend developing projects. Yeah. It was a whole different era. Did you, you could make have a, a whole, ton of money? Yes. And you could have a whole career just writing movies or rewriting movies that never got made yeah. a whole career Isn't you can sell true things stuff? off of pitches
0: Isn't, you hear oh. that people have entire careers never getting anything made but less it's less they do certain. it less
1: they just don't want to spend money on something that doesn't that, that's going to fall through so they're, they're trying to make what it they're make spending sense. their money oh no, I, I, i'm not holding against <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I just like the fluffier you know time did
0: you get to buy really cool things or did you spend it all on drugs I, I pretty much
1: bought... bought I mean, I, I, nothing I bought was... Like, I, I didn't buy property or anything right. like that. But everything I bought was just, you know, a silly, like, electronic gadget or something. I was never in, in need of anything, and I certainly right. didn't need the things that I bought. You know? Right, right. Uh, but I never felt like I was I was hugely struggling. I thought I had a pretty good career. Yes,
0: you yeah. did. And, yeah. so, and so then they say, Dumb and Dumber is getting made. Yes. And, and you're I'm, living in Florida.
1: I'm living in Florida, so I said, I should probably...
0: Is that you did not oh turn your gosh. phone off, but I forgive you.
1: That's okay, I didn't think anyone would call. I have a flash on, it just, I know, you know it's very, that very, it's very popular. Nice. I can't
0: imagine why you thought no one would call. Go on,
1: um, because no one would call me this early, uh, except probably my, my sponsee, but I'll listen to it on the way to work. Um, so oh, wait, what was the question? Oh, the
0: question was. You're living in Florida, and yes. they call. And I
1: said, "Well, well let's well, let's move back to LA. I mean, the movie's getting made, and and, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I didn't actually, I didn't have the gumption to ask. Can I join the production, the team again? Yeah. Although, if I had that, that's a big element of this is a big. Part of of the sweetness of what I want to talk about because this is like a, a bookend of my life mm-hmm. talking about this and then we're going to talk about Dumb and Dumber Two because that's the sweet bookend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I was in a space of such low self esteem and humiliation and embarrassment that I did not ask in any way to be much of a creative part of Dumb and Dumber. I mean I, I was I, I was there for you know whatever rewriting we had to do, uh, but I didn't go. I I spent like two three days. Uh, on set in mm-hmm. Utah, that was it because I was so embarrassed. I was still doing drugs at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we got back to LA, I started I, I held off for a few months, and then I found and then I, I went out and got meth. I I'm in a relationship and got meth, you know? mm-hmm. uh, and so I was t- too scared that it was too much of a, a focus on me, and, and I'd be people would catch me, and mm-hmm. then I'd, I'd have to who knows what I would happen except that my my family would find out and it would be a Always, That was always the brick wall of terror. Right. Family's gonna find out, you know. And uh, mom. And mom. Hi right? mom. Her oh, hi mom, yeah. Glad you I know, know now. So yeah. then,
0: but you still are, it's the three of you that got credit on
1: yeah, it. We, we, yeah, because we wrote it. Wrote, yeah. yeah. I mean, we wrote it together and I, and I by the way, I could have had as much of a creative part of that right. as I want. But then also, that was their first movie yeah. and, and since then, you know, like, like, it, everyone was terrified because I mean, nobody knew it was going to be a hit. We yeah. knew we thought the script was funny. Yeah, we were thrilled that we had Jim Carrey and Jeff Danis because we loved both of them, but nobody knew. Yeah. It, it, no, you can't make a hit. You don't yes. make a hit and know you're making a hit. Yeah. It, it, it's something that's only in retrospect, you know, and that's why uh, who knew that people do you know the most popular the most famous line from the movie? Is that was improvised and it's a ridiculous line. What lie. is it? It's when he comes out of the Seven Eleven 11 and the, these guys with Slurpees goes, hey guys, oh, Slurpee. That's the most That's, famous
0: th- line.
1: Yeah. Oh, Big Gulps. No, he goes, oh, Big Gulps. That's the most famous line. How, why would anyone, right. I mean, uh, that, well, and that says a lot about the people who think that's the most the funniest thing in it. But well,
0: I mean, I, yeah, and especially a movie like that, which was, you know, and that's true of anything that's completely unique, is you have no Didn't think it was idea. unique, we just, thought,
1: we just thought it was funny and we, yeah. we were just making it, you know, and, and uh, couldn't, who would ever think it would catch on, you know.
0: And then it was this huge thing. Huge.
1: You know, it wasn't that; just that it did well when it came out, which was great. It's that it had some bizarre staying power. Yeah,
0: cult classic.
1: Right, and that's you can't possibly Protect. create that. Yeah, which was a weird. It was a weird thing to keep in mind when we we're writing the second one because we're like, how do you? We didn't have to deal with any of that. None of that quote pressure. Ultimately, we said we just need to. Filter all that out. And do what we feel is the movie we want to see, and if we do that, hopefully, if people liked our sensibility from the first one, they'll like the second one. That's pretty much how the second one was made. But so, um, but I wasn't well, I wasn't create, hugely creatively involved. I moved back here, and I started. I, I called up a friend of mine who I another friend of mine from graduate school who moved back here, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was writing. I said, "Do you want to write?" Together and and so and His name is Mark Stylin So we started writing together So he became my Second writing partner Mm -hmm. uh, After Peter and Bobby
0: And so then When did you get sober? How far after Dumb and Dumber?
1: Dumb and Dumber was uh, Made in 93 Made During 93 Released in 94 Or was it It was made No it was released later It was released in in December of 94 December 17th 1994 Okay um, and uh, I didn't get sober until oh, yeah, 2000. 2002, right? And I'm off and on. Remember, I was in this relationship. Yeah. Uh, I started to go to a therapist. I had I had my uh, the dark night of the soul with that relationship. Was that I was in I'm uh, writing with this p- partner Mark who lives in San Diego. So I would go to San Diego for the weekends mm-hmm. to write with him. When we were writing something for New Line, we actually were successful. I mean, we were mm-hmm. hired to write things. And, uh, I had gotten meth and I went to a bath house and I talked to my boyfriend who didn't know any of this, <coughs> excuse me. And, uh, I remember I, I said the, the night before, the night before I went out, mm-hmm. I said, he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go see this movie. And I'd always check the paper to, you know, like get my mm-hmm. lies straight. And then when I talked to him the next day, he said, so what did you do last night? And I, and I said, oh, I went to, and he said, what about the movie? I said, I didn't see that movie and and suddenly there was a crack in my life yeah. and uh, and then I kind of corrected myself or whatever and that night I went to sleep and I, and I just had, it all poured in all the guilt and mm-hmm. shame poured into that crack and and I, I said I this this only happened is the only time I actually remember thinking this if I did not call him and tell him the truth I'm gonna kill myself mm-hmm. but the, the, the awful I feel so bad about about lying to him and I called him, and, and I made the choice to, to call him, and I chose life, and um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, bring the music, cue yeah, the music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, well, come back to LA, and let's let, let's we'll talk about work, it. We'll, we'll try and work it out, and, and you you should probably get some therapy. So I started going to a therapist mm-hmm. I, at that point, started to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about the time the movie Clerks came out, because that was the movie I lied about, was oh, clerks. Okay. Clerks. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, I started seeing a therapist, and that's kind of important because I was going to therapy while I was using. Mm-hmm. You know, I would come in and fall asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'd been up all weekend, mm-hmm. and, and we would try and like bracket my using, like like.
0: Oh, the therapist go, knew.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I was telling her yes because that I I was keeping throughout all this. I kept the, the tip of a toe in reality. Right. You know, someone or something was keeping me. You know. Yoked to the truth in some tiny way, right? Um, but I'd say like uh, I, you know I use on the weekend. So she said, "Well, then let's we need to see each other like Mondays Wednesdays and, and Wednesdays and, and, Fridays, right. and Fridays just right. before the weekend." And you know I use on the weekend. I'd fall several times. I fell asleep on the couch. I, I, I just remember this gentle like Bennett. <laughs> Bennett I think our session is over. <laughs> <laughs> she was a very gentle. Yeah, crop. she sounds yeah.
0: compassionate.
1: She was great. She said she really saved my life. I mean, she was fantastic, and she she <laughs> ultimately we'll get to the moment where because there's a moment I got sober. The moment I got sober was uh, should we just should we run to that? Yeah, let's run to that. Okay, so at this point in my life now, I'm literally look at a, I look at a calendar and I say, do you need to be available for that event? If you have to, you cannot be using this like a week before you need to clear it because mm-hmm. uh, I was so, that's how hard it was for me to, uh, and the, the illusion that I was actually like somehow planning it mm-hmm. when in fact it was, it was always in, in control of me. But there was a, I had an a, a aunt who it was a 90th birthday. And, and again, my, my family, I was not seeing them a lot mm-hmm. and they were aware that I wasn't seeing them and it was causing a lot of stress. They didn't know why I wasn't prepared. I certainly wasn't ready to tell them. But I had a fantasy. My, this, this made it, again, the genius, the, the brilliance of, of uh, my addiction. It's so crafty and so clever. The, my addiction said, if all you have to do, if they're going to rescue you. They're going to rescue you. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is just keep doing what you're doing, and at some point they'll rescue you. Mm-hmm. They'll see it. It's mm-hmm. up to them to see it. And and it was so, what a great way to keep dragging it out I, I didn't yeah. have to do anything right. but there was always a paranoia when I'd get together with them that they were going to see you know, there, there was the tension fear um, and so I had to go to an aunt's birthday party 90 mm-hmm. years old I'm like you can't say no to a 90 mm-hmm. birthday party so Uh, And then, of course, it was on a Sunday, uh, and uh, by Thursday of the week before, I'm off and running, and Mm -hmm. I'm up all weekend, Mm -hmm. all weekend, no sleep, Sunday morning rolls around, Mm -hmm. and um, I'm like, I remember literally looking in the mirror, arguing with myself, you can't go, you look terrible, like, like just horrible, Mm -hmm. you know? And you have to go. It's her nineties. it's not going to be a 91. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she lived longer, thank God. Right. Uh,
0: predicted just like a hit. It?
1: <laughs> and uh, I said, you got to go. You finally have to go. So I, I shaved. I'm driving down to Santa Monica. And on the way, this kind of a grace and, and a, a kind of comfort fell over me because I thought, This is it. And I'm walking in. I'm not going to say it literally, but I'm saying it figuratively by my presence, and the way I look. Bennett, your son needs help. Right. And so, oh, great. Okay. And, and then I'm. I'm going to come back. I'm going to pack, and we'll, I'll go to, to rehab because I. Wow. I'm willing to do it. I mean wow. Again, as long as they don't yell at me. Yeah. As long as I'm that, it, it's like the little kid who falls through the ice, mm-hmm. and they don't. When they rescue him, they don't go. Why are you fricking fall through the ice? Right. They're like they put a blanket on them. Yeah. And they take care of him. That's yeah. my. That was my. My disease is great theory. Is that, We'll skip over the anger or the asking why you are an addict and just go right to, let's get you some help. Here. Right. So I go to the thing. I make it through this thing, through this birthday party. It was on the most, I'll still say it was the most beautiful day. Maybe, maybe yeah. I am a little, you know, uh, my memory a little, you know. It was uh, the most beautiful day you've ever seen. Yeah. But it was the most gorgeous, sunny day. and I thought I'd be able to hide in the corners. Yeah. No, I am so exposed. And I, I'm driving home. And I'm like, there's going to be, I I know I'm just going to go pack. And and there's a message already from my mom Mm -hmm. on my machine. And it says, Bennett, Dad and I just wanted to say, we thought you looked great today. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And I went to therapy the next day, Monday. That was the equivalent of, like, you're going to jump off the roof and the fire department gets back in the truck. Right, Right. And leaves. I'm like, "Ah!" Right. And I said, And my therapist said, you know, it's not their job to rescue you. Yeah. And it's not mine either. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. There's, that's it. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's my job if I want it. And I had been going to meeting, I had been checking out meetings, meaning I had gone late, sat in the back, left early. There was always somebody, I had a drawer, like, with about 5 strips of paper with somebody saying you know if you need a yeah. want to talk to somebody I call. I went home I p- opened the drawer and Guy and Jason who's this Jason called Jason said mm-hmm. hi I need to get sober
0: mm-hmm. and you did
1: and I did that was it that was the moment I mean, really was, yeah. and you never went to
0: treatment or anything
1: never went to treatment no
0: and I.
1: oh no I'm sorry I, you know what I, I apologize when I was with the boyfriend, after during therapy, I said I'm going to try. I'm going to and I went to this. This is where the off and on. I went to something called Matrix, UCLA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I did yeah. Matrix, which you you can't you can't drink or do drugs while you're doing Matrix. But when I got out of Matrix, I didn't go to any program. Because they to don't twi- they, they don't
0: they say it's, don't go to program.
1: It's, the- it's not it's necess- not I, I My memory is. They strongly suggest it, but that's okay. not required. Okay. You, you aren't allowed, because they drug test you, to do drugs or, or drink right. while you're going. Uh, and so, when I got out of Matrix, I just drank. Yeah. I just didn't do the crystal meth. And we were together, for my, that boyfriend and I, for, for a few more years. And mm-hmm. we broke up. And as soon as we broke up, I'm like, I'm like well, I wasn't doing it because of him. Right. I don't have any reason not to do it and got back into it so but but uh, over the course of that I, I attended a few meetings so I had some I had a drawer once again why wouldn't I have thrown those numbers away yeah I
0: did the same thing
1: yeah little God spark yeah,
0: yeah. well it's just we know we know before we're out of denial like I think that's yes. right
1: right something deeper understands it yes
0: so then and so now you sober thriving we've already discussed how you're grateful so every thriving. day yes. and then and then, and so Dumb and Dumber
1: 2... Yeah, that comes around and, and here's, you talk about, you know, we have a process that there are, there are, in some programs there are steps and one of the steps in one of those programs is to make an amends. Yes. And and, and you can make a living amends to people, which a lot of people I did make a living amends to, including the Fairley Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat down with them and made a, a, an actual appropriate technical mm-hmm. one, but... When uh, Peter called me and said we're going to do Dumb and Dumber 2, I said to myself, "This is the nature of your your amends to them. You are going to be in the center of this boat. You are going to be there every single day, and you're going to give 100 percent. And you're going to your presence is go, you, that is what you can do right. to make the amends for for leaving the partnership, for not being present during during very present during Dumb and Dumber." And I was there for. There was only one week I was gone, and that was I was sitting shiva for my father. And in fact, I thought, oh, maybe I'll get a few more days out of this. The by the evening of the seventh day, Pete calls me. and goes, when can you come back? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I was there for. That I was I, I, to have the experience and to do it as a sober individual was profound. The gifts, the gifts I got from it were, I, I mean, it so abundant, so abundant to be, help, to, you know, to be a, 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 what's it called, a fellow in my fellows? Yeah, and, I mean, to, worker among workers. Worker among workers, to contribute creatively. I sat at that c- keyboard, I typed every single word, except for the week I was gone, I typed every word that we wrote. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I was there for like about two weeks of the production, I could, uh, you know, um, just went and was a part of it mm-hmm. i have i'm in the movie three times nice. one time you'll never know it's me because i'm peeing against uh, the side of a building in the background as they go back on the right. on the, but the other two you can see me but i mean i'm all over the movie and it's not it's not for it's not an ego thing it's uh, the movie represents to me how you do something in sobriety how, right. how you how you behave and function and how you apply it to your life i mean I, I went into it. I was, I was terrified going in. We're going to do a sequel to this. And, and I'll, you know, what did I do with my fear? I, I, I gave it up. You know, right. I, I, every lesson, every every tool that, that we pick up, kind of simple tools. Every tool was applied to this right. and worked. You know, and, and I came out of it. It's just and, and the movie went through so it was an uphill struggle to get it made. Lots of things. Lots of left. Every left turn led to a better street. You know, so okay. really amazing because they ended up making the movie we wanted to make, which was really amazing because. The-
0: yeah. Okay. First of all, we're back, you guys. So sorry for that <laughs> sudden, that sudden abandonment.
1: Technology could be so cruel. Um,
0: I technology hates me. Bennett has just told me that I'm personalizing something that is yes. not personal, and that technology can't actually have feelings.
1: But wait a few years, and it will, and then it and then it might hate you.
0: Okay, so you're early on this. You think? Yeah. And so and so. Then we started talking about driving and taking things personally, and and Bennett was just telling this story about how he.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell it again? Tell it. I'm driving, and my phone, my cell phone, rings. I pick it up, and I look at who's calling. A caller ID. I look at who's calling, and I'm like, "Oh, don't want to talk." I make a sour, an un, involuntary sour face, put it down, <laughs> and a second later I hear beep, beep. The person who was calling me was next, in the next lane, right next to me, saw the sour face, then the phone rings again, it's him. I pick it up, he goes, busted! Oh, that's amazing that he yeah. has yeah. and I said, best. I'm glad you have a sense of humor. I just wasn't, I, I, there were all these things, I'm, I, I am I rambled on an excuse, but that was just, that was a true busted moment. I don't have it often. I had the exact yes. same thing. I
0: was walking near Ground Zero in New York with my friend Rachel, who was visiting me when I lived in New York, <laughs> My phone rings. I look at it and I go, Oh God <laughs> And then I hear Anna and it was a person who just passed us walking. <laughs> so he didn't
1: necessarily see the prune face.
0: I he I said I exclaimed, Oh well, God. So she, and, yeah. and oh okay. Oh, and yeah. then he walked forward and my friend I was with Lost it
1: completely. Yeah.
0: Picked up exactly. Yeah. What it was yes. uh, sl- on the floor, banging on the ground, like laughing so hard. All I
1: can say is you have ground zero to blame for the oh god. I mean, you 100%. could have you could have true. totally yeah. Yeah, shunned it off that way. I have nothing. I was I was out there. I was raw. How about I was,
0: it's yeah. dangerous to pick up the phone when driving?
1: Yeah, but that was back then, and it, it was. It was always
0: dangerous. It was
1: always dangerous. But back then, you could you, could, you didn't get you know uh, cited for it.
0: True. Yeah. True. But, okay, but we're wrapping up, and we're talking oh, about, I know. my gosh. so sad.
1: You know, put a, put a ring on it.
0: Um, so we're wrapping <laughs> up a with, ribbon. So, so Dumb and Dumber 2 is coming out in November. Right now you're writing gosh. with another writing partner. With another brand. writing
1: partner who I've been writing with for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Right? And we want to write a comedy spec script. Okay. So that when Dumb comes out, we can take advantage of any kind of comedy momentum yeah. that my career might have yeah. as a result. So we're working on a spec
0: Nice, yeah. nice, and so you have such specific hours that you were like eleven to. We
1: do. We try and we try and we, we write Monday through Friday from eleven to six. Yeah, we wow. try. And, we try and be good about that, bro.
0: And and in terms of your sobriety, you credit your sobriety for everything. Really?
1: Yes, everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, in fact, I, I seriously would love to lobby Congress so that you can get instead of a driver's license lo- instead of your your. You can change your birth date if you're sober to your date of sobriety. Not because I want to be younger, but because for me that's truly. It's yeah. a rebirth, yeah. right, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, March fourth. March fourth. What a great! I'm telling you, it's yeah. such a great. And by the way, I was I was when I was struggling, I would do things. I'd say, "Well, you're going to stop," but when I knew I was in trouble, I'd say, "You're going to stop on January 1st. I, I, and then yeah. I'd get like a ring, and I'd have it an engraved with. The date, January. You did? Oh yeah, I still have one of these somewhere. I probably have like three, and, I, and of course, it never, never worked. You know, that's a
0: bad I, way to
1: do it. No, it's a bad way to do it. You would,
0: it. you would engrave a non, a non like program ring. You no, just I would go engrave like like, a, like ring. a ring,
1: like get a ring. Yeah, and and I know it's so it's so ridiculous, and then like I'm gonna. And it, <laughs> It's so embarrassing to say that. I kept well, one because it's so embarrassing.
0: I knew a guy when I was new who had his uh, sobriety date tattooed on his shoulder as like a uh, what's that called? The thing you scan at the supermarket.
1: Oh yeah, well, right. I, like uh, yes, yeah, so, some yeah. <laughs> I <I'll> don't remember it. <laughs> oh, know. so what? Literally, if you scanned it, the number would come up, or no? It was it was it more was, figurative. You the, can't it's concept. put a
0: person through yeah. a supermarket scanner. No, but
1: you can. You can pick up the laser. The hand laser thing and scan it, you know, like they do that.
0: Okay, but let's assume it <laughs> didn't do that. Just, yes. But I remember saying that's so cool, and somebody yeah. else said, someone wiser than me said he's going to go out because you yes. can't do that, and, and he, I never saw him again.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. the 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 humiliation of having your sobriety. No, it's fine. not that. <laughs>
0: but it's it, it's sort <laughs> of the per- perhaps not accepting one day at a time, or it's like those people that join a gym and then go every day, you know, till January thirtieth and never go again. I think it's maybe right. the the right. you know the marathon, not the race. I mean, who knows?
1: What do you why? Here's the here's the bigger question about sobriety. Why do you think you can't answer this possibly? But I'm curious what you think. You about don't, it.
0: You know, don't underestimate me.
1: Why do some people get it and some people I don't? Know. And there and there are people who who try. Like you see them try. And like there are in my twelve plus years, there are people who have a few months, who've had a few months over twelve years. You know. And they keep coming. They're the ones who keep coming back, which right. is, which blows my mind and always makes me very empathetic. Yeah. At the same time, I have to, I'm frustrated. You know.
0: I, I don't know. Obviously, if if people could explain this, then everybody would get sober. Every single person who needed to get sober would get sober. I, yeah. the way it makes sense in my head is some people have the disease worse than others i mean i know people who who just have it worse you talk to them and the way they used and the way they think about it is worse
1: well maybe their lives were a lot worse leading to them using like the 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 build up to to using as as a as a prescription for for i I don't think it's that i don't think it's that
0: because i know people with Horrible lives. Yeah,
1: who are sober. Who's,
0: yeah, right. who have managed to make them good through sobriety. I don't know. I mean, maybe people, you know, their tolerance for pain is higher.
1: Well, I i don't... You know, a lot of the program literature is... Inc- when I first was trying to read it, it was like warm milk. I'd fall asleep. I mean, I literally, my eyes would roll. And, I had, and then, when I had some sobriety and read it, it was... Incredibly insightful in, yes. into human behavior, and the one thing that they say is there are those two who are inconstita- constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves, yeah. and I, they are, they are uh, those. They I are think that is. They are, I think that is the truth about mm-hmm. getting it or not. If there's, if there's a layer you can't crack open to allow yourself to be uh, to be, you have to get to a true, you know, humility. You know esteem shredding honesty, and if you can't do that or if you're if it's covered for whatever reason because you 've had to build a very thick layer around it, I think that that's very much an element of whether you can or can't stay sober. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I agree. Yeah, I don't know that I agree. I love that you don't. Because, because I think mind. that that's oversimplifying. I know people who can't stay sober who are capable of this sort of honesty I can't even believe.
1: Okay, but, we but, have to yes. stop. We've okay. been talking right. way oh too God. long. Why didn't you stop me an hour ago? <laughs> 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 Why would have made more sense? Because
0: w- it would have been a seven-minute podcast. Exactly. So that would have worked. No, Bennett, you are a delight. Oh,
1: a you need to
0: be a delight.
1: Thank you. You are just... I wish you could... No photograph captures the luminosity of Anna David in <laughs> person. What a great note! To
0: Isn't that on. sweet? Yeah. yeah. So you heard it here first. If you can be grateful every day and be on a pink cloud, you too can write the funniest movie of all time. That's not true, but um, Bennett Yellen is a special, special guy. I'm sure you know that now. And go, go. Get your ticket now to Dumb and Dumber 2, okay? Bennett Yellen, after party.